It's been a spring of extremes in the Chicago area. Low temperatures, weeks of overcast skies, and a lot of rain. The most rain that Illinois has seen in 63 years. And now the skies have parted, literally. It's suddenly 80 degrees and sunny. So what happened? What's going on in the atmosphere? Today, we're taking a look behind the temperatures at what's causing this extreme spring, and also how the weather we're seeing here is affecting other parts of the globe. Joining us is Illinois climatologist Trent Ford. Hi, Trent. Welcome back to Reset. Hey, thanks, Sasha. Good to be here. All right, Trent, what's going on here? How did we go from winter to summer so quickly? Not that I'm complaining. Right, yeah. It, you know, it's it's really a change in the the predominant wind pattern. You know, I mean, the, the our weather is really dictated about the, the characteristics of the air that's over us. So is it hot? Is it cold? Is it humid? Is it drier? Is it raining? That sort of thing. And, and, and that air depends on where it's coming from. So if that air comes from the northwest, especially in the wintertime, it's going to be colder. It's going to be drier. If it comes from the south, especially the Gulf of Mexico area, it's going to be warmer. It's going to be humid. And so we just saw a really rapid change in the wind direction. Now, I think what made it so extreme is that for the last Last 30 to 40 days, we've seen this persistent kind of westerly, northwesterly flow that's brought us cool, rainy, cloudy air off the Pacific and really made Chicago like uh, Seattle, right, where it was gloomy mm. for, I think, I think the statistics from the National Weather Service was one sunny day out of uh, 43 days or something like that. And, uh, and, but we've seen that, that wind pattern change. Now our wind is coming out of the south. We have some clouds, but not really a whole lot. The sun is out. It's shining. We have the humidity and the high temperatures now. So, um, but like I said, the, the real contrast is just because of how long we've persisted with that gloomy, cold, wet pattern. Right. Um, and it, it's changed rapidly seems to have come out of nowhere i mean that wind literally almost knocked me over last night trend i was getting something off my balcony and i was sadly mistaken <laughs> i probably should have stayed inside yeah, I mean, I, I have a grill cover, and, and I watched it as I was working from my kitchen table, watch the wind just slowly tear off my grill oh, cover, no. off of my grill, and toss it across. So, yeah, it definitely was windy. But you can see that predominant wind direction out of the south. It's not just the wind it brings, but the warm and the, and the humid air with it. Is, is spring weather just kind of becoming more chaotic in general? You know, spring is typically chaotic uh, because we, we're, we're transitioning. It, it's, it's, it's by definition a transition season. So we're going from the cold to the warm, from the drier to the humid. And, and so we get this kind of period in between that spring where the air mass is interacting. So we can get the cool down really quickly. We can get the warm up really quickly. So it is by just by, by its characteristic dynamic. However, what we have seen is an overall trend of warmer and wetter springs. That's mm -hmm. really the trend over the last 100 years in Chicago, and it's projected to continue, if not intensify, into the future. There is a bit of mixed kind of signal about whether we have had and should expect more of these kind of rapid transitions between very cold and very warm. The, the kind of the, the jury's out on that. Some research suggests that, yeah, on like seven-day to seven-day levels, we see those rapid temperature changes more, but other studies not so much. I think one of the big things is that temperature variability is, is really hard to study. It's a lot harder to track than just say like your average spring temperature. Oh, yeah. um, uh, but overall, you know, a warmer spring overall does have its implications with or without any sort of change in variability. Can you tell us about the impacts that this extreme change in weather that you're talking about can have on native wildlife? 
Yeah, so native wildlife for sure, just as well as, as humans. And so, you know, the, the kind of native wildlife uh, flora and fauna, they have gone through just like we've gone through a prolonged period of cool, wet, rainy conditions. And so especially uh, newly planted plants that may not have been able to establish a deep rooting zone, uh, now they're being exposed to hotter, drier conditions for a prolonged period of time. It's like three or four days where it may reach into the 90s on the southwest suburbs. So that can create issues with uh, going from like abundant water supply to now it's very hot and dry, a lot of evaporation, a lot of evaporative man, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of the same impacts on humans as well. I mean, human health, we've, we really haven't been acclimated yet to the heat by this time of the year. And so for us to go from, again, persistently cool, you need a jacket all times of the day to very warm and humid, uh, not just for this time of the year, but for, for any time of the year, uh, that can create some impacts there as well. Can you explain how abnormal temperatures here impact climates in other parts of the world? And how do jet streams fit into all of this? Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. So yeah, so the, the, the global climate system is, 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 we refer to it that way purposefully because everything is connected through the oceans and through the atmosphere. So the jet stream is really, the various jet streams are, the, are really what dictates what air we're going to get. So often when we're getting some sort of extreme temperature, whether it's a cold extreme or a warm extreme, there are other places, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, that are getting the uh, similar extreme, but often of the opposite magnitude. And of course, every time we have you on, I've got to ask Trent, how much is climate change playing into the trends that we're seeing? You know, uh, if I can get philosophical for a second, you know, the, 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 the climate is really your kind of expected weather condition. It's the average over a long period of time. And so therefore, if you have a change in that climate, it, it's naturally going to result in you changing your weather. And the way that, that works is it changes the, the kind of the, the likelihood or the risk of some sort of extreme weather. Because our springs are warming, we have a warming trend, that average spring temperature is increasing. That's a kind of climate baseline. What that does is it means that the, the risk or the likelihood of getting a hot extreme in the spring is increasing, and the risk of getting a cold extreme in spring is actually decreasing. And so by that, you know, the, the, the actual impact of climate change or climate change causing this particular heat wave that we're going to be experiencing over the next three days or so in here in Chicago is, is sort of an arguable statement. There's really not, there's not a way that climate change can affect a, a single individual weather event, but it makes those types of weather events, these types of spring heat waves, that much more likely. Uh, and when we look at projections from climate models, what we see is that these sorts of early warm season heat waves are are very likely going to increase in their frequency intensity um, by by 2050, by 2070, what year you put in here mm-hmm. uh, as we continue to warm here in the spring. Well, you've teased some of this throughout, but leave us with this. What did the days ahead look like? I want to be optimistic. They are sunny. So, yeah, yes. we see the sun, right? They're going to be warmer. Highs look like the upper eight, mid to upper 80s out in the suburbs, closer to the lake shore. You're going to be looking in the upper 70s. So, you know, if you can get to the lake, awesome. That, that should be really nice. But they're also going to be humid. Very likely, I was just looking at the forecast, for example, just using an example of Naperville. We, it doesn't look like that, that area will get a dew point temperature below 65 degrees, which is a pretty humid, you know, it's a pretty high dew point temperature, yeah. at least in the next 48 hours. So just as a caution, it, go out, enjoy the really nice weather. Lord knows we haven't seen the sun in, in forever. Exactly. Um, but just, just be careful as you do, as you're exercising, as you're working outside. The, the, the heat, which we're not used to yet because it's pretty early in the season, combined with the humidity, can really ramp up 
up and accelerate those heat, heat health impacts. So just I mean, enjoy the weather, but, but make sure you're doing it safely. That is Illinois State Climatologist Trent Ford. Thank you for talking with us, Trent. Hey, thanks, Sasha. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find our podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen. A clearer perspective on the issues that matter for you here in Chicago. Thanks.